0: What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another podcast of the 32 Teams, 32 Dreams, Man of 21 Franchise League. You already know who it is, man. It's your boy, Eagle Boy, 3620, aka the Colts, in this franchise league, man. Hope everybody's enjoying the podcast, man. Quick shout out to the games of the week. Last week, between the Rams versus the Bears and the Falcons versus the Lions, uh, Rams caught a dub 27-7. They looked pretty good. They were undefeated at that time, but after they just advanced... Stick a move, my boy down in Miami. Got a dub against the Rams, and they're no longer undefeated. That's a big win for Miami, man. And as far as the Falcons and Lions go, Falcons caught that dub 24-21, a hard-fought game it looks like. I just had a good game against the Lions, too. Um, down to the wire, get the game-winning when full goal. Time expired. Hey, every win will be pretty, but a win is a win is a win. Am I right or am I right? So, hey, um, we have another special guest today. Uh, I gonna tell you who it is quite yet. You go find out next segment. Uh, just a heads up, man. This podcast is going to be completely different from all the other ones, man. Some of y'all going to get your feelings hurt. This will be a first tape style type of podcast, man. We are going to have a lot of fun with this. Where we'll put out some very outlandish opinions, and we about to have some fun, and we about to call some people out, man. So y'all stay tuned. Share this, everybody, and make sure everybody listens to this one, man. If you listen to it, you know you'll see all the listens are up, man. Share it to everybody, lead, man. We got to listen to this one. This one will be the best one yet. So when we come back, man, stay tuned for the next segment. Surprise Jazz coming y'all's way. Y'all stay tuned. What's going on, everybody? Thank you for joining us, Pat, for another segment of this podcast. And hope y'all enjoyed that little biggie small event. Had to throw it back a little bit.
1: But I'm um, to please, please. ATL man what's going on tonight man how you doing oh man not a thing not a thing just hanging out man at the crib man ain't doing a damn absolutely hey congrats on that win against the uh, pandas man y'all are pretty good yes sir yes sir we're trying to put it together week by week week by week
0: so little, little summary y'all. Uh, we ratchet recorded this last night and uh it wanted to be tripping today, so we'll record this again. We wish still gonna have a lot of fun with the man, so let's get straight to
1: it. First take the second time, baby. Let's get it. Absolutely.
0: So real quick, let's talk about football. Uh like you. Tonight we're going talk about it again. Um, if you had to say we know about Julio Jones, we Oh, know yeah. about Todd Gurley, we know about Matty Ice, you know, you know, you, you got superstars. The person that stood out to you on your football team that's a guy like a group of positions. Who's your standout star? Not named Julio, Matty, Ice, or
1: uh, TG 400? TG 400? Um, well, you see, I got to give credit where credit's due. Um, you know, going in, you know, looking, evaluating last season, you've seen. Where you know the offensive line was not up to par, so I got to give credit where credit is due. The second year jump that I've seen from the right side of the offensive line with Chris Lindstrom and Caleb McGarry, they have yeah, done the job mollies. on that right side. They are good work. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We got to give love to the big boys up front when we can. Get a little love
0: to the hard mollies, the big boys up front. I love to hear it. All right. So uh, next question: As your franchise moving forward, man. I know you have a very like, – you you have a, a Matt Ryan's right now. Who right now? and going to be like forever. So, franchise moving forward, where do you see yourself in the next two to three seasons, or how is your franchise progressing? Have you made moves or anything to help your franchise jumpstart or possibly push your season? Yeah,
1: um, you know, we, we recognize as an organization, bro, that – You know, the Super Bowl window, you know, sure, why whatever happened in 2016 stays in 2016. (laughs) Yeah, we'll talk about it. (laughs) We do recognize that, you know, the Super Bowl window is closing. Like you said, Matt's not getting any younger. Julio's not getting any younger. And while we do have some young guys, you know, within the offense, you know, whether it be Todd Gurley, who, you know, seems a lot older than he is because he's been dominant in the league for so long now. Um, You know, he's only 25. You got Calvin Ridley. He's only 24. You know, Hayden Hurst as well, who we got this offseason. Um, but we do recognize that the window closing slowly on the two uh, main horses in the offense, being Julio and Matt. So, uh, being aggressive as a user, I actually did decide to make a pretty uh, big swing, trying to hit a home run, hopefully, and maybe uh, a swing. A little ATL trade, man. What's happening, yes, man? What's the trade? So, what went down is, you know, we've we been in talks with it since about week, I'd say probably four or five. You know, I, I slid up when he said he was just, you know, Pack it in for the year, going to tank for next year or whatever. I guess he's probably going to go look for a quarterback upgrade over Drew Locke. So I was like, "Hey, man. I mean, you know, in the event that you are really trying to, you know, clean house or whatever, you know, what are you, what are you, what are you asking for for Von Miller? You know, I, I threw something up on the table, and uh, he, he obliged to a degree, even though he kind of, kind of pulled my leg a little bit, made me offer up a little bit more than I was content with. But in the end, all be all." Vaughn Miller is an Atlanta Falcon, so uh, we bolstered up Vaughn Miller but... to the Atlanta
0: Falcons, man.
1: Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Crazy.
0: That's yes, crazy. That hey, that's a good move. So now you got you got Tap McKinley on one side, Vaughn Miller on the other side, and like Dante Fowler, Grady Jarrett. Do we have a rotation in Atlanta
1: now? Are we are we seeing we, a rotation? You know, we were toying with it here um, in Atlanta. Um, going up against Carolina. Uh, the game actually got out of hand a little bit. God bless g Say, man. He never quit. I got nothing but respect for that Carolina user. And, uh, Absolutely, man. Shout out to there Gisele, was a, man. There's a lot of bullshittery that went on in that game, but I will say we were going around with it, <laughs> checking it out, um, trying to see where Von Miller fits in on the defense. And I, I, can, I can firmly say that in the past rushing sets, I would not be surprised to see a three defensive end set with Grady man in the middle um, in the near future. I can see it, man. Between Dante and Tack and Vaughn and then having Grady, you know, man in the middle, it, it, it's – uh, they can definitely get after it. That's for sure. I actually go a little crazy
0: on defense on third down, on Monday down. Uh, I actually put four defensive ends on the field. I got Justin Houston, Ben Bonargu, uh DeForest Butner, and Josh Allen, all defensive ends, all pass rushers on the field at the same time on third down and long getting after the quarterback. I take my deep, deep the tackles out, give them a little breather. They get the first down. They come back in. If they don't, hey, we pressure the quarterback off rip. So that's what I do. So that three-man rotation with Vaughn Miller, Tap McKinley, Dante Fowler
1: Jr. with Grady Jarrett as good as he is holding down the middle. That's right. That sounds pretty nice. That is, that is the... man. we're going to see how it works. Hopefully, uh, hopefully it producers come playoff time a little bit. Absolutely. So last like, well, a final question, man. How is my boy TG
0: 400, man? How is he doing in Atlanta Falcons uniform? So we're seeing that now. You know. So you see
1: him in the Rams uniform. How is he looking at ATL, man? How's he doing? Uh, so far, I would say everything has went pretty much according to plan. I'm um, knowing, of course, the reports came out. You know, they were like, you know, Todd Gurley, is he okay? Is he good? How's he good? I mean, how's he going to pass a physical with a knee issue? And I can rest assured 100% guarantee that Todd Gurley is at 100%. He is doing everything and more being asked of him from this organization. That's what I love to hear. Uh, you hate to see people have injuries and,
0: you know, never bounce back. But, you know, credit to Todd, man, bouncing back. That's a big deal. Yeah.
1: That's for sure, man. And, you know, we checked up. We made sure we ran the test or whatever. And then, you know, as soon as he got in, he got straight to work. And, man, it's, it's shown off so far. Um, actually, just the last game, he clips uh, the 10 total touchdown mark for the year. That's so, what's up, man. It's really TG400. That's right, man. He's, he's he's checking off all the boxes far. I got no complaints in regards to Todd Gurley. He's that's really good in the zone. That's great to hear. So, like I said, man, we – cash right.
0: little first tape style, little Skip Bayless, some Stephen A. Smith action, man. So, we're going to start it off. This is something new. I mean, I've been talking about it for the past week. I told y'all this is a surprise guest. So, me and ETL been talking about it. We got contenders – or pretenders. Now, Mr. ATL, would you like to start it off with this? You want me to do the honor of starting us off with the first ever 32 teams, 32 dreams, contenders or pretenders?
1: You know, I I believe I will take the reins on this one on the contenders, pretenders. I mean, Absolutely. as far as the it, man, is that we had together here, I feel like Absolutely. it's only right to start it off with something a little spicy. You know, let's hit it. Having, having the first take one of the commissioners here of the league. We're going to go with those Miami Dolphins. How are we feel? Tender pretender for the Miami Dolphins. Contender, pretender. Miami
0: Dolphins, a.k.a. my boy, Sticker and Move, man. I love them to death. If you ask me this question two advances ago, three advances ago, when they had all the young pieces, I might have a pretty an- pretty easy answer. But now the moves he's made when he was putting himself a little bit that one night, a little, little too much off the hand. He was off of something, man. He was yeah, putting himself. He's on base he moves. He's on that <laughs> he, end. Nice. Absolutely. he's on something, man. DeAndre Hopkins, pair up on that D line with Khalil bat I'm gonna shock people. I'm gonna ride with the Dolphins. I'm gonna build go contender for the Miami wow. Dolphins, aka stick and move in the AFC, man. I love the D line. I love the DeAndre Hopkins move, given Tua two two to Daviloa or Ryan Fitzpatrick, who would be starting a true dominant number one wide receiver. That's true. Still have Matt Breida, your fast running back. Still have he still kept a couple first round pits as well because he didn't give up both his first for Cleo Mack. He still has one, so he still has that very valuable first round pick in the draft to build his team even more. And with that dominant D line with Cameron Jordan and Cleo Mack, pressuring QBs almost instantly with a young secondary. He lost Byron Jones. He still has Xavier Howard too. You know, it's it's a pretty good. I mean, I I'm gonna ride with him, man. And um, I think you know you go a lot farther
1: than people. And man, watch out for stick and move, man. I'm riding with him. Contenders. Put him on. Contenders. He's slapping the contender label on him. I'm going to go the opposite route. I'm going to say he is a major pretender. Wow. Um. Wow. cold tape, baby. At freezing cold takes on Twitter. Staple this little time stamp in the pod right here. I want y'all to post. 10.08 Eastern Time. Over. Yes. 10.08 Eastern Time. Jack in the Box 19 has said that the Dolphins are pretenders in the 32 teams, 32 dreams league. Um, while while I can respect the moves he's made and gaining X factors such as you know, like you said, Cam Jordan, Khalil Mack, DeAndre Hopkins, I just don't see how the f- in this amount of time, especially having a young quarterback with uh, you know with all the dogs out there in the AF. it's kind of it's kind of hard for me to envision him navigating his way with such a young team, I mean, yeah, sure, while he did bring in some bets here and there to you know, sure things up, I just find it really hard to believe at the midpoint of the season that, you know, they can they can get it rolling and they can get it, you know, potentially making a trip to Tampa Bay come February. So, I'm going to have to go pretenders on these Dolphins, man. I don't I don't know if I believe just yet in the stick and move era in Miami. Man, man, that's a cold take. I'm going to make it
0: even a colder take right here. Uh, you can book it right here, folks. You heard it right here. Twenty ten o nine Eastern Time. Book it right here. I got stick and move. Will be 100% guaranteed in the AFC title game. thing. Yeah, so you heard me. AFC
1: championship game yeah. this season with the Miami Dolphins. Book it. Wow. That's high praise. That's high praise for the young Tua Toto. A lot of player. pressure for him, man. I, 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 don't, don't let me down. I can respect it. I can respect it. A credit where credits due, man. As a commissioner of the league, but uh, we'll see how they shake out over there in Miami. Hopefully, uh, they won't have to go we'll to absolutely Super Bowl in event they. Are, uh, we'll see. They we'll fall. see what happens, man. We will. We shall see.
0: So, speaking of Cameron Jordan going to the Miami Dolphins, speaking of the devil, man. Let's talk about your division rival, Shaw mm-hmm. aka the New Orleans Saints. Are you riding with the Saints as contenders? Boy, are they a possible
1: flopping, to, you know little pretenders come playoff time man what you think With these New Orleans Saints man you know it's it's really hard for me to say anything nice being the division rival that I am keep in mind he's considering a- he's a- offense and first in defense just keep that in mind as well that is true
0: that is true so man. bottom half offense
1: yeah yeah which is what I was about to get to and I'm glad you touched on it um I really feel like that is the you know fundamental flaw within the Saints team um, as far as getting you know to the Super Bowl or you know or really getting to the NFC Championship game and beyond. I, I just don't necessarily see how he can get the offense clicking to the point where he can advance further into the playoffs because you know I have you know shout out to Shaw if he's listening. I have played Shaw before. I know that for onshaw I know the tendencies I know how he likes to play we we met up a bunch of times last year in the 32 teams 32 dreams league. and i you know i i personally gonna have to go contender i mean yes sure while the roster is stacked you know top to bottom it really is i mean it's you know it's hard to say otherwise but if you really take a deep dive into that roster and you look at just how old that core is on that Saints roster it's it's mm-hmm. it's really tough for him to navigate you know through especially the nfc that we have rolling right now between uh you know I, I hate to be non-humble but between myself and the bucks and the rams and you know i mean you still got the niners out there lurking Hard. and then you also throw in yeah you, got the, yeah you got the cowboys you got even even the bears who got me in i think week two or three or whatever it was you got, some, you got some dogs over here in the NFC. So I find it really hard to believe, especially Absolutely. adding in that extra seeding game. Unless he gets the first round by, I find it really hard to believe that he'll be, you know, representing the NFC out of uh, come come February. So I'm going to have to go, con- uh, sorry, pretender. I'm going to have to go pretender on them since. Man, oh, man. Another big key, too. Like we just talked about, he's undefeated right now. But he just lost Cameron Jordan. That's a big loss of that defense. That is, that is a major is. loss. That is, and you know, I, you know, I'm I'm not quite sure who he has on the defense left to to handle the pass rushing duties that the shoes that need to be filled with Cam Jordan out. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to say they probably still got Rankins, if I'm not mistaken, you and probably- Marcus Davenport too, the young defensive end. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Really, like aside from that, like I mean, who? Who's going to get after the quarterback? Because I Absolutely. don't know of a guy off the top of my head. I don't have him in front of me, but I, I don't know. I just think yeah. it will be a real big struggle down there in uh, Louisiana to, to see their Saints in the bowl. I got you, man. I'm actually, I am actually have to agree with you, man. I think the uh, New Orleans Saints are, I like to call, it a little bit of fool's gold, man. They look pretty
0: and shiny. you first deep diving into it, you know they ain't real. <laughs> I'm a little blunt when I'm saying this, but I think they're fool's Go, I'm going to ride pretenders with them as well. I think they're uh, – I actually think either you or the Bucs in the t- division, man. I think I think the Saints make the playoffs. And I think they lose in the wild card round. No disrespect to Shaw whatsoever. He is a great user. But, like you said, there's a lot of old p- pieces, not a lot of room for error, man. Offense is bottom half in the league. you got to be able to score points in the NFC to win these games. I'm just into pretenders, man. No disrespect to Shaw. He's a great user, great defensive user.
1: Shout out to him. Love playing against him. But, hey, I'm just calling him like I see it, man. He's fool's gold. I feel that, and I completely agree. I completely agree. And while we're on the topic of the Saints and division rivals and however that may go, I feel like it's only right if we took the next contender-pretender team and we flipped it on its head. We take a take a little gander at the AFC South, because as of Oh man, oh man. <laughs> as of right now, looking at the AFC South, of course you have yourself, I believe sitting at somewhere in between five and two, six and two range, somewhere I in don't, five and two at the moment. Five and two at the moment. And then you also take a look and you look, well then Colts are in second place in the division. You have the Houston Texans at six, six and two. one. Of course, there's still something to be said about at three and four who are just below the 500 mark but are trying to get back on the right track so let me let's get the take here on the texans titans and colts with the afc south since y'all are all nice and bunched no. up there in the division a little, a little three-headed nice action man all right so I'm, I'm
0: gonna start with the titans first man i love fox man i do he's a cool dude he's a pretty good user but uh like i said somebody's of these feelings to be really hurting this podcast man Bro, it's not your year, man. Pretender. Man. It just, yeah. man, I'm just getting straight that. up, man. It's, it's, it's not clicking, man. Three and four with all that talent on that team with like AJ Brown, Corey Davis, Derrick Henry, you know, Johnny Smith, a fast tight end, yeah. a great defense, Rashawn Evans, all them guys, man. There's no reason you should be three and four, bro. Get it together, bro. But this year, maybe next year might be you, year, man. You're a great user. I think you'll figure it out. But this year, man, pretender. Hopefully, I mean honestly, you're probably better off losing some more games than a better draft that. Be straight up, dude. man. He's telling him to tank right here on the pot. Everybody, Hey, I, no disrespect, man. I love Fox. <laughs> I like, do. He's a cool you know, ass
1: dude. I fuck with him, but so, hey, it's just not. It's not the year. Is not the year of the Titans, man. Yeah, man, man, man. Oh, well, hey. first comes to worst, we all know what we do. Remember them, <laughs> Remember them damn Titans, what? I have to remember the Titans. That's right. He probably made me eat my words and I have to play
0: in this year. But we'll see what happens. Next up, I'm the Colts oh, and your own ah, team. Man, my own team, man. I'm, right, I'll am right. just go give a shout out. I'm loving what I'm seeing right now for Jonathan Taylor. And, man, is balling. I'm trying to win office rookie of the year. Over 1,200 yards and 13 total touchdowns but 25 catches out the backfield as well, man. Having a stellar year at the backfield position. I'm trying to get off as a rookie of the Here year. There he is. But... With my team right now. My old line is good. Receivers are still TY is still good. Paris Campbell's development. I just added Dante Pettis in my receiving of course. I have three, four bill wide receivers. Oh, yes. I added David Njoku, young tight end. Like I see where I'm going with this. I'm very young besides TY Hill on offense. offensive of line of too. On defense, very young too. in oh. second year corner. Desmond a little on the older so I had to, I had to add him for a veteran secondary presence. Lee Cooker, young. Justin Blackman, rookie safety out of Utah, young. Uh, Bobby Okore, young middle linebacker. Uh, Gerard Davis just got him. To Detroit, young linebacker. Ben Benabu, young. You see where I'm going with this, yeah. man. We're very, very young. But you know, I'm not going to put the blame on my young guys. Where well, I'm going to ride pretender with my Colts because I'll be blatant on us. I'm going to say it right here on this podcast, man. I cannot trust Jacoby Brissett. Mm. I can't do it.
1: Are we? I, he's
0: just he. Are he, we hearing
1: the first I, campaigning sh- for Trevor Lawrence to Indianapolis? This.
0: I mean, we might have too high of a pit, but maybe I'll make a move to get that top five pick and maybe he can get the trip. Maybe maybe not Trevor Lawrence, maybe Trey Lance or somebody. We'll see. Right. But right now, I just I don't trust percent, man. Per prime example, a couple weeks ago playing the Bengals had T.Y. Hilton wide him on a simple drag route. Man. Five yards in front of his face, man. And he overthrows it by ten yards right to the sitting cornerback on our island and do it for a pit sits. and I'm like man I can't do nothing about that it's just a bad throw by a quarterback now he makes some great throws sometimes don't get me wrong but we're in week eight and he only has seven passing touchdowns man and he has more ITs and just just he's not getting it done for me I don't know if it's the release I don't know I don't know what it is man I'm I'm starting him because we have a good record right now and keep my team morale right. No, yeah, but uh, for sure, for sure. Yeah. Just, just are you hearing it right now? You may see a Jacob Eason starting quarterback next year for the Colts, oh. possibly. Eason,
1: oh Eason, ninety-three throw power. The you might see him next out year out of Washington. A little, a little raw as a prospect, but an absolute. Absolutely, Unless, I mean, he's got that Big band kind of frame, and he's definitely got mm-hmm. that Big band kind of arm in his prime. Absolutely. Right. And with Paris Campbell,
0: and 95-speed wide receiver, T.Y. Hilton, Dante Pettis, you know, fast wide receivers, I need a big arm, throw it down the field to him, stretch the field out. Because once I'm to be able to start passing the ball, that's only going to
1: make the box lighter for Jonathan Taylor where he can have a field day. I, so I, I mean, But right now, I, pretend I it's vision, Colts. But, hey, a humble man's answer. He says pretender they're Colts. So that now, – Now to my Houston Texans. That's right. It only leaves the – I don't know
0: – Absolutely. I don't know Stone Step as a user, man. I never played him before, but he's pretty good right now. But look at the offensive of numbers, man. <sighs> he's sitting in a six and one record, bro. But to be blatantly honest, there's nothing that pops out on offense that really just like, wow, this guy's balling. Like, he's got good numbers with Deshaun, decent numbers for his running back, decent. It's nothing like over the top that is showing like he's a true contender. He's more of a pretender to me. Mm. Um, I love me some JJ Watt, too. But, again, Houston's probably going to be in the playoffs. I mean, he's going to make the playoffs. But when you're playing my D-line Indianapolis, you're playing the Dolphins D-line, you're playing the Chiefs with uh, Clark and Chris Jones. That's true. That's true. Outside of Larry McTunson, man, that O-line's hot garbage. Just to be straight blunt. It's not good. And the Texas knows that. Excuse me. Houston knows that. He's got to rebuild that O-line. So that's what I'm saying right here, right now. He's a pretender because they need more work on the offensive side of the ball and the O-line and, you know, make that defense a little bit better, get another someone to pair up with J.J. Watt. He's having a fantastic season, by the way. Shout out to him. Yeah. But um, right, I, they're going to make the playoffs. But as far as holding that Lombardi trophy up at the end of the season, I can't see it. I'm going to ride pretenders with my uh, rivals. So just to clarify, all three of these teams are pretenders right now. The title will not be in the AFC South. They will not be there. Unless, and I humble myself unless I go on a run man who knows man I won the Super Bowl last year and last, that's last Madden though. this is a
1: whole different ball game man 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 well I you know it's kind of it's kind of like a quick round table if I had to shoot it up myself Titans agreed pretender I really feel like I don't have to elaborate more on that one because I feel like you hit those hammer, hammer hammer and nail right there I mean just right on the head um, with no disrespect of course yeah yeah right with, uh, with the Colts, with your Colts, I will have to say, I believe that they're somewhere in the middle ground because like you said, you know, between the youth influx and the veteran leadership between Font and Hilton on that offense. You know, I, I would personally probably lean more towards contender um, with the roster that you have in place right now. But of course, a quarterback is always necessary unless you're fielding like a 70s Bears defense. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we're exactly. we're really gonna need something from Brissett heating up, but uh, I will say, in the event that some some wild shit goes down in the off season, I will say right here, right now on the thirty two teams, thirty two dreams podcast, I started launching to Indianapolis hype train. <laughs> <laughs> if it happens, man. We'll give you all the credit. All right, right. We'll give you the trademark. And then lastly, touching on the other Clemson quarterback before Deshaun Watson and the Houston Texans, knowing Stone. I love me from Deshaun Watson. That is for sure. Knowing Stone and playing with Stone for as long as I have, I know what kind of user he is, and he is the type to turn it up in the playoffs. But the issue with this Texans team, like you said, is that, you know, between, you know, when you look at the Texans roster, and then you compare it to teams that are, you know, normally contenders in the AFC like a Chiefs or a Ravens, who we will definitely be touching on later in the show. Yeah, we'll do we'll get to them, don't worry. Yeah, that's for sure. Cause something needs to be said about them damn Baltimore Ravens right now. But absolutely. But we'll save that for later. And the Ravens, and like you said, the Dolphins who have all of a sudden bolstered up out of nowhere. There's a big kind of talent gap there between, you know, the Texans And, you know, you're your next tier of team up in the AFC right now. So while I got much respect for Stone, I am going to have to ride with you on the pretender label for the Houston Texans. And that's no knock on him as a user. That's just because the talent, you know, in real life with what Bill O'Brien is doing to the roster The talent disparity is not there. Like, I mean, you lose. It's basically Deshaun Watson make a play. (laughs) It really is. It's it's down set hut. Deshaun, go do something. And I hate it for Stone because he did not deserve it. But, I mean, man, I mean, if if you look up and down the roster, there might be three names that you could count on to be pro bowlers year in and year out, being Deshaun, J.J., and Bernard McKinney. Aside from mm-hmm. that, there is not much to love on the Houston roster. Absolutely. on yeah, as
0: well. So now, flipping back to the NFC side, man, let's have a little fun. Let's talk about your favorite boy in the league. I'm just getting out your favorite boy, but your boy, you know him. He mm-hmm. made a lot of trades, man. Don't oh. seem the way he wanted to. You already know him. <laughs> the Mad Hatter himself, the Dallas Cowboys, man. 14th-ranked offense, 15th-ranked defense. John John, John, John,
1: John, John. Contender or pretender with that, the Dallas Cowboys, man? That boy, John Perez, might be the most traded motherfucker I have ever seen <laughs> in a league. I don't even recognize this Dallas Cowboys roster. Man. He did it all with five
0: trades, too. It's crazy some of these trades he I'm gonna scratch my head. Like, how the hell they agreed to that, but hey.
1: Yeah. I I would like the I would I would like the phone press clippings of how the deal with Green Bay went down, because I sure as hell would love to know how he managed to get Aaron Rodgers and George Lowe. Yeah, me too. I'd love to hear the insight on that. But he
0: said, uh-huh. they a couple podcasts, though, Green Bay didn't feel like building him. He wanted to start developed for the future, so that's why he got that Prescott. But John wanted someone to build behind them. Now granted Jordan Love is a normal trait, so it's gonna be very difficult to get him a trait, but Aaron Rodgers has that pinpoint accuracy with the X Factor traits and superstar abilities. I mean, it's that's a good quarterback to give a
1: Dallas. So. Yeah, I mean I mean for sure. And then, you know, not only that, but you you look at this almost seemingly thrown together perfect roster John has assembled for himself here. You know, between Aaron Rodgers, Jordan Love. You got Tony Pollard, who I believe he put a superstar, a superstar X Factor, something like that, some kind of trade on him. He also somehow managed to get AJ Dillon out of that trade, which is another Packers rookie. You know, he's got MBS, Marquez Bouting Scantley, Amari Cooper, Juju Smith Schuster, Gerald Everett at tight end. Very underrated tight end core between him and Jarwin. Absolutely. Not only that, but of course, Dallas is always known for the good O line, and he's got it to a T between, you know, Leo Collins, Cam Irving. You know, Connor, Tyler, rookie out of Wisconsin, Tyler, beyond, you know, I'm not even going to pretend to. <laughs> I know what you're, I know, I know what you're But about. you feel. So, and then, you know, not only that, but you flip to the defensive side and you look at even more talent. You know, you got Shrell Burgess at safety, you know, Chidobe Owuzier, Jalen Smith, Ha Ha Clinton dix Xavier Woods, Demarcus Lawrence, Max Crosby. I mean, he's just got talent across the board that he's acquired through all these trades that he's made. It's really hard. And, he, and you know, honestly, if I had to compare it to something in real life, I would say it's almost Tampa Bay-ish of him this offseason, or actually not even this offseason, during the season with what he's done to the roster as far as acquiring talent, left, right, and up the center. And with that, knowing the kind of user that he is, knowing, knowing how he likes to play, I am going to have to say... In that division, which I believe he's pretty far along the you know, like the standout leader of that division. I think that we have a tender on a contender, y'all heard it right
0: here. 1027 Eastern time. Contender that's the match himself.
1: Freezing cold takes y'all better jot that one down if that comes back to bite me in the ass. Y'all better jot that one down. But I just don't see how the other teams in his division are gonna catch up to him because as of right now. And Dallas Cowboys have a whopping three-game lead over the next closest team, which would be Philly. So, you know, either ace, something's got to shake with the Giants, the football team, or the Eagles, or Dallas is just going to keep on rolling through up to the playoffs. Absolutely. You know, I...
0: You know, I don't know if you do this or not, but I'm gonna put a pause on that question, man. Give me, give me a couple, two or three advances, and I'll, I'll answer that question again on another podcast. I had to, I had to see something. I had to see a little. I had to see a little more out of uh, the Dallas Cowboys. And I'm looking at that schedule, and you know, he lost in the He ripped off five straight wins, but the win against Washington, you know, he won the game, but that defense, like you just said, a lot of talent gave up 35 points to a Washington offense that doesn't have a lot of talent outside of scary Terry McLaurin. So, I mean, it's I got to see some more stuff. This is not the same amount as last year, but I'm not saying he's a pretender. I'm not saying you can do either. Give me a couple of answers. I might answer that question again on another podcast. So, I'm going to put a pause on that one. But I do like all the trades after He has done. I will agree with you on that. Like he He's built a roster um, that I don't know how he built with five trades, but he did.
1: <laughs> yeah, Shout right. out to
0: him. But, hey, we'll, we'll see
1: what happens. I'll just leave it at that. We shall see. That's for sure. That's for sure. Um, you know, as we, as we touched on Dallas and you're flipping it back to me, I'm looking, I'm thinking, I'm looking at the standards in the AFC. I'm trying to jot through, you know, which teams could be contender, pretender. And the team that I keep stumbling upon is the Cincinnati Bengals. Somehow, someway, with Joe's division and a shot-ass offensive line. He's managed to be six and two at the top of one of the hardest divisions in the NFL. Are we feeling contender, pretender, or what with them Cincinnati Bengals? All
0: righty, man. So, jump, man. When you listen to this, man, I love you, bro. I had so much fun last podcast, man. You were great to have on. This is no disrespect whatsoever, but they are pretenders. No question in my mind, they are straight pretenders, man. No disrespect. But Cincinnati, like you just touched on, O line is absolutely atrocious. Worse than Houston's I my dad. Donald Penn's old ass at left tackle man getting blown by by rookies, but we don't talk about that. Um Ooh. Joe Bye. Burrow. I love me some Joe Burrow. John Ross, I love him. It's yeah. basically if Burrow has to get the ball out of his hands within less than two seconds, or he's getting hit. And you can't run with Joe Mitson behind a bad O line. So you're trying to have Joe Mitson out of the backfield is the only way you can really get him the ball. Well, he's a great under very underrated running back. Game. And on defense, outside of Jesse Bates and you know uh Wilson, the rookie middle linebacker, I really don't know anybody who's gonna stand out and you know be world beaters and have the game playing around for Cincinnati. I think right now this is all stick skills for the Danzies won right now. But like you kind of touched on with the uh the Texans roster, when he starts running into you know your Dolphins, your teams, your teams with the best rosters, uh talents are gonna take over eventually. Like our game we played, I won that game. By D-line, they were just eating – they were eating Joe Burrow alive. It was a good game, but he, he could get the ball off the Tigers. By D-line, it's not against him. It just the O-line is not good. He's got to build it more. Yeah. So, no disrespect, John, man. I love you to death. My boy, the Bayou Bengals. But I'm riding straight pretenders with them. Uh, I think he's a winning division, but I think he gets bounced in his own house in the first round of the playoffs. You heard it here.
1: Mm. Bounced in the first round in Cincinnati. Assuming now, assuming that he does, assuming part. he wins a division,
0: I think he's going to win a division. Though I'm, I think he could get Burrow the division title his first year. Okay, and that would be a great accomplishment for Cincinnati. Give Cincinnati another okay. two or three years, not yet, but this year, pretender. Okay.
1: Um, you know, I am actually going to have to agree wholeheartedly with that. You know, it's it's almost the same kind of dilemma with the Texans. Like you have the quarterback. And you have a good stable of receivers. I mean, you know, there's no guy anymore considering A.J. Green now is, you know, what, 31, 32 at this point. Um, you know, so, so, you know, they don't have that true standout number one, just like how it is in uh, Houston. But there is something to be said with what he's done with the roster that he has in year one, you know, with that piss-poor offensive line and the defense that most definitely, definitely needs retooling. Um, I'm, you know while the stick skill is there and man's done his best with Joe Burrow or as Coach O would say Joe Burrow Go Tigers yeah, Go Tigers, go Tigers. <laughs> but you know credit where it's due but I'm also going to have to slap that pretender label on him because I just do not see a way that he can you know somehow some way game plan and get over the hump that is the Chiefs Or the Dolphins, or even really the Texans, for that matter, or your your Indianapolis Colts. There's just so many hurdles that he's got to get through just to get, you know, just to make up for that talent disparity that he's losing. Just so we both agree, the uh, the Lombardi Trophy will not be held up in the jungle this year, no sir. Not in not in Paul Brown this year.
0: So speaking of talent, man, I'm going to flip it back to the NFC, man. And I got to ask, I'm, I'm sorry, I don't mean to do the two division rivals, but I got to do it, sure. I got to ask a question. Contenders or pretenders for your Tampa Bay Buccaneers? I'm going to let you it first, of course, but I have my own take on the Buccaneers. But real quick, Buccaneers, eighth-ranked offense, second-ranked defense, and the biggest stat right here, I think this is an amazing Good. one. Number one in this league. And red zone efficiency at 100% scoring in the red zone. Every time he's been in the red zone, he's gotten points out of it. So you got contender or pretender. You know, with,
1: with Tampa having the offseason that they had, you know, between signing the GOAT, Tom Brady, with, you know, retaining and keeping everybody in the house happy between Godwin and Mike Evans and, you know, of course, O.J. Howard somehow, who's still on the roster, even though it feels like they have 8 million tied ends. And then not only that, but of course, adding to that tight end core with Rob Gronkowski. And then, you know, not only that, but something has got to be said for that defense. Because, I mean, my God, they got, you know, the Dominicans too. You know, Vita Fea, Devin White. Yeah, exactly. JP and his three fingers. It doesn't matter, bro. He's just, you know, this talent across the board for this team is above and beyond really anything that the rest of us in the NFC South even have. Aside from maybe the Saints, but of course, we touched on that being that their their core is a lot older than what this Tampa core has Tampa over here. here. Now, really, I mean, there is something to be said about the weakness in the secondary, especially in that cornerback spot. You know, you're relying on a bunch Absolutely. of younger guys to get the job done, which, you know, and the younger guys you know, are yeah, very yeah, fast I mean, either. in the middle of the road, which means I can't say much because I'm kind of doing the same, but at least I got a little bit of speed with Kendall Sheffield and AJ Terrell. But. You know, Mm -hmm. looking up, down, left, right, just all across the board on the Tampa Bay roster, they are looking like contenders, man. I really do not see how you can well first of all, count Tom Brady out in any playoff capacity, not me. I will never make that mistake ever again in the rest of my life. (laughs) Hey shout out, shout out twenty (laughs) eight to three. but you know, like I said, just across the board, the roster is way too talented for them not to be contenders this year. And now, you know, does he have the potential to win the division? You know, I don't know because it's going to be a really tight race between me, him, and Saints. But you know, when you get down to it, you know, at the very least, he's going to be either a five, six, or seven seed in the event that he doesn't win the division and take home that first round bye. So then, you know, you're looking at playing potentially the Bears or, you know, who's who's the leader in the NFC West right now? Is it Cardinals or Rams, maybe? Rams, Rams. He'll probably play the oh, Cowboys in yeah, right, record. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah, with John. So I mean, you know, then, you know, you're you're looking at playing and, and especially if he gets a matchup with the Bears, which I think could be very intriguing if we see it in the playoff time, have a offense stack up against that defense. It'd mm-hmm. be very interesting to see. But For the meantime, right now, take it to the bank. Call in your Vegas. Get with your bookie. The Bucks are contenders. I,
0: you know, you made some very valid points, man. You really have, and the talent cannot be denied. But you know, it can be denied. Oof, Stitch skills. Detain the disrespect, man. There's been a lot of talk, man. Your uh, your, your scheme's very simple, man. And I, I'm going to touch on this real quick. On the regular season, most people are worried about their stats, you know, their awards, their trades, stuff like that. Come playoff time, not mentioning the fact you have to be on the road every single game if you don't win the division. That shit, the little simple drags and stretches, all that type of stuff, is not going to fly in the playoffs, man. People are going to try to shut that down to the best of their abilities. And... I just think when playoff time comes around, you got John a lock in very high football IQ, Litshaw, great defensive user, yourself. You know the Rams, who are right now worse undefeated to the losses uh, to the Miami Dolphins. You know, there's just, just too much talent on the NFC side of the uh, the spectrum, and I just think that these Tampa Bay Buccaneers will probably go be going out and going at Can- Cancun on three one two three Cancun in the division <laughs> round, in Man. the divisional round. You heard it right. Out of the division, I think they're going to win their first wild card game, whether that be against Dallas or whoever they play. But when the when the going gets tough, and they play them elite users, I think the Tampa Bay Buccaneers will fold under pressure. And I think they will be going to Cancun and partying with the uh, Los Angeles Clippers and
1: the Portland Trailblazers right
0: now in Cancun.
1: Okay, <laughs> I can uh, I can respect it. And of course, time will tell with these Tampa Bay Buccaneers, man. Like we both said, the talent's there, but, you know, of course, the stick works has got to be there, too. And if it ain't, well, you know, like you said, one, two, three, Cancun. <laughs> Cancun.
0: <laughs> Absolutely, man. So that's it for Contender Pretenders. When we come back from the next segment, we're going to have something brand new. I'm going to save it surprise for the next segment, man. So when we come back, stay tuned. We got something brand new y'all don't want to miss it. We'll be yes, right sir. back with it. what's good everybody thank y'all for joining us again for the third and final segment of this podcast man this next segment is gonna be a blast it's all as always <coughs> excuse me it's your bless boy. you bless you. man. no problem appreciate it it's your boy either boy 3620 aka the colts and our surprise guest and the boss aka the atlanta falcons man back here with the final segment man we got Burn. buy Burn. or sell what buyer cell is. if y'all watch any type of sports show y'all know what buyer sell is but if y'all don't some of y'all who don't i'm gonna go ahead and let atl take it
1: away and explain what buyer sell is man let's have a lot of fun with this yes sir yes sir so essentially what buyer sell is it is literally exactly what the name says brother do i need to get you a glass of water i had a drink and i started <laughs> coughing man i don't know what it is Boy, that boy got a poison drink. Somebody go help him out over there. It's the cold. But uh no, but so buy or sell. Just as simple as the title says. We're going to give each other takes. See how we feel about them. If we like them, we buy them. We're invested in them. We're taking it to the bank. We're taking it to Vegas. We're getting that shit and getting our money. If we don't fuck with the take, it's a sell. We don't believe in it. We don't think it's going to happen. Zero percent chance. It's just as simple as that. And in the event that we're kind of. In between on a tape, there's also a push option, but it's very rare because the majority of people are real strong in their convictions, and I got a feeling we're both going to be on that same wavelength going into buy or sell right here. So uh, let's get it up. Let's get it started, Eagle Boy. What you say?
0: All right, Let's get it started. You know what? I got a buy or sell for you, man. You you didn't expect that one. I know that, but... No, no, no. no. Shoot it off. What you Uh, got? Are you buying or selling? All right, this is a little broad question, but this is going to be a little specific, actually. The okay. number one seed in the NFC will uh-huh. be a team from the NFC South, your division. Are you buying or selling that the Rams will lose that number one seed and one of y'all three, you know, dolls in that division
1: go take the number one seed, man? What you think? You know, I'm, you know, as much as I would love to say, Yes to that. I'm. I'm actually gonna sell that one pretty hard. I. I really don't see a scenario in which one of us capture that number one seed. Just because, okay. at the end of the year, we are all just gonna beat the living hell out of each other. <laughs> I agree with you. I, I, I feel you on that. It's to see your little take on.
0: See if you're the humble route or be like, hell yeah, I'm gonna get the number one seed.
1: <laughs> yeah, man. I wish you know. And you know, we gonna we gonna try our damnest to get it. But you know, if we're being completely honest. Especially considering that my last 14 weeks of the season, i got to play the Bucks and Saints twice. Nah, nah, I, I, I don't see a way that any of us get that number one seed. Because I know if my schedule's like that at the end game, I damn well know their schedule's going to look just about the exact same That's on their right. end. I agree with you. So I, I'm i going to have to sell that one pretty hard, man. I, I, I don't really see... I think the Rams hold serve, but then again, you know, if the Cardinals guy, from what I've heard, is what he's hyped up to be, we could potentially see Arizona sneak up in there and maybe steal That'd it. That'd be the
0: crazy. Rams. Arizona being number one, C in the NFC. That'd be crazy to see. But with that, yeah. all, that t- offensive talent of like Kyler Murray, you know, Andy Isabella, can't forget Larry Legend, of course. The, you know, course. top five wide receiver of all time, man. Just I'll go ahead and put that out there. He's, <laughs> a top, he's a top five wide receiver, man. I don't care what no, Agrees.
1: Agreed, 100. percent You know Jerry Either.
0: Rice. Jerry Rice is in the class by himself,
1: but okay. he's top five. Oh yeah, I mean, just the epitome of class in the NFL. Absolutely. Nobody. Hates it it's
0: it's no for, for some of y'all who don't know, Larry Fitzgerald has more tackles than he does drop passes in his career, which is fucking mind-boggling if you really think about it. As playing as a wide receiver, he have more tackles yeah. than he do drops.
1: Yeah, the man has damn near a 20-year career too, so that just speaks for itself. Absolutely. But on the next one for buy or sell, I got something that's a little bit more MVP-based. I mean, I know uh, in the in the first take that we did right here, you said that you wanted to touch on the MVP race in itself in the, in the next podcast. So I'm going to leave that to you. But I do have to ask about a candidate. And this is a candidate that we are all very damn well familiar with. He it's was the cover boy for Madden 20. Oh, boy. Mahomes. Mahomes, are boy. hey. Repeat MVP, two-time MVP winner Patrick Mahomes this year in the field versus what currently is looking to be stacked up against Patrick Mahomes himself, Kyler Murray, Joe Burrow, Saquon Barkley, and Jonathan Taylor. Right now, are the top five in the MVP race? Is that so an order, Kyler, or is that just top five? No, that's just that's just that's just listing them off. Okay, gotcha.
0: You know what? Take it to the bank. Take it to Vegas. My homeboy will be your two time back to back MVP, leading the number one offense in this league in the Kansas City Chiefs with over 3,000 passing yards already at week eight or nine, whatever week we're in right now. On top of my head, but I think we're in week eight. Anyway, 3,000 passing yards with a positive touchdown inter- and interception ratio, with also two rushing touchdowns, leading the number one offense, man. Take it to the bank. My homeboy will be your back to
1: back MVP. Wow, that is very high praise for one hell of a quarterback, that's Absolutely. for sure. And I'm booking this right now. Nunny Smalls will
0: get his revenge on the Houston Texans come playoff time. Mark my words. He's
1: calling it. At, at First podcast eight.
0: we talked about game of the week, opening week, Houston at the Chiefs. And I, I, I picked the Texans to win an upset in and Arrowhead. And that was a great game, 38-31. I think the Chiefs did get him back in the playoffs.
1: That's for sure. That's for sure. I mean, that that would be really storybooking in Kansas City be. It would be. It would
0: be, it'd be a nice little touch.
1: Oh, yeah. It'd be a nice little cherry on top in the event they can cap it off with another Lombardi. Yeah, it would be nice. Mm-mm-mm. But, you know, I think another thing that does have to be said about Mahomes in this MVP race is that of the qualifying quarterbacks that have at least over 100 attempts here in the league so far mm-hmm. – <laughs> Patrick Mahomes has the highest completion percentage of any quarterback in this league by a wide margin at seventy-four percent. That's crazy. That is the that is the epitome of efficient. And he's mean, not this,
0: throwing the ball ten times a damn folks. He's slinging that rock around.
1: I mean, he. I mean, he's just up, down, left, and right, just dotting dudes up. But I think I gotta. I think I gotta buy it. I think I like Mahomes. We both
0: buying Mahomes, boy.
1: I, I really do. I mean, normally in the Madden landscape, it's normally a running back that brings home stuff. I agree with you. Absolutely. Just because everybody knows how to run the ball on Madden. Everybody knows how to, you know, find that little money run play and just run it into the ground with whatever superstar Factor running back you got. But there's something that needs to be said about Patrick Mahomes sitting at 3,000 yards already. Halfway through the season, and like you said, he's averaging over 300 yards per game. He's got a damn near 75% completion percentage. He's got a positive touchdown interception ratio. Oh, and oh yeah, just as a little cherry on top, he's leading this team for one of the best records in the NFL. So I got to buy that 100%. I like Mahomes' odds right now. Can't agree with you more, man. I'm buying
0: Mahomes being MVP. Now I'm gonna try to win Jonathan Taylor, of course, but. Right sure, now, I'm, I'm buying. I'm buying it with my homeboy. boy. Have
1: to, have to at least give it the old college try. Absolutely.
0: You're pretty crazy. What do you want it? I mean, it's happened
1: before Madden. This is Madden, but hey, we'll see what happens. Oh, you never, you never know. Absolutely. With, with the next one on buyers so I actually wanted to touch on um, what is shaping up to be a very interesting Defensive Player of the Year race. Hmm. Um. As it's been said, obviously, you know, Mahomes is one of the favorites to bring home the MVP for the Kansas City Chiefs. But amongst the Defensive Player of the Year awards, you know, some, you know, some, you have your casual names that you always see there, like a J.J. Watt, uh, Shaquille Barrett, who was in the running last year, you know, like a Nick Bosa. But up out of nowhere, the Kansas City Chiefs have the lead, the le- league leader. And tackles and Willie Gay Jr. I love, only, I love him, man. Very underrated. That's that's for sure. And as of right now, Willie Gay Jr. leads the league in tackles with 52. He also has two sacks, four interceptions, four pass deflections, and two forced fumbles. There's something to be said about Willie Gay Jr. not only bringing home defensive rookie of the year, but potentially. Defensive Player of the Year So what's your take on Willie Gay Jr. Potentially bringing home even more hardware To Arrowhead this year I'm, I'm going to make this analogy real quick I can't remember his name His name
0: is surpassing me in my head He's a diehard Chiefs fan He picked Mahomes to win the Super Bowl From the beginning of last year He's on, he's on first take a lot um, I can't remember his name to saved my life Not Chris Broussard I uh, can't remember his name Diehard Chiefs fan Hmm. I think you know? It's a really skinny guy. He has like a weird like, hairline, really like strap beard. Hmm. White dude.
1: White dude. Yeah. Um,
0: I think you know. You know who I'm talking about. I can't remember his damn name to save my life.
1: Nick Wright. Is it? Yes, Nick Wright.
0: Nick Wright absolutely. Nick, Nick Wright okay. loves his Kansas City cheese, and I feel like Nick Wright right now because you can take it to the bank that Willie Gay Jr will win defensive player of the year the chiefs will have the mvp trophy and defensive player of the year trophy in the same complex this year i gotta give credit where credit's due, man willie gay jr is having a phenomenal season for the chiefs defense when we think chiefs we don't talk defense we talk off as a tyree tale travis kelsey you know we know how know all the weapons of course there's something to be said about willie gay jr becoming the captain of that defense as a rookie Knowing you have it's crazy thing you're talking about a rookie when you have Tyron Matthew, Chris Jones, Frank Clark, and other studs on that same defense. But you're talking about a rookie? as leader in that defense. There's something to be said about that. Credit. I your credit where credit's due. Willie Gay Jr. I am buying it. He will be the defensive player of the year. And J.J.
1: Watt will finish second. Wow. Okay. Um, I'm, I'm actually going to play the devil's advocate right here and say that I actually think that you know the guys like you mentioned aka mostly tyron matthew is going to kind of pull some boats away from willie gay jr because as of right now he is the interception leader in this league at 11 yeah. he, he, he's got a he's got a two int uh, lead over grant delpit who's the next closest guy but i don't think that that necessarily means that the chiefs are going to bring home defense player of the year because i'm actually going uh, to go tip for tat, and I'm going to say old man J.J. Watt brings it home for those Houston Texans. Old man J.J., I love me some J.J. Watt. It's hard, it's hard to dislike him, but currently J.J. right now is the sack leader with eight sacks. He's got 21 tackles. You know, he's got three tackles for loss. He has one fumble recovery. The man's doing it all, and oh yeah, by the way, you know, as we mentioned before on the first segment, you know, the Texans, as far as talent disparity goes... You know, there's a there's a pretty wide gap there. I mean, like you said, with the Chiefs, you know, well, you got Willie Gay, you got Tyron, you got Frank Clark. I mean, who's who's J.J. Watts running, mate, with the Texans defense? He's getting double every play and still leading, leading the Saps. He's still getting the job done. So I personally would give the award, in the event that I was the main head spokesperson for the NFL, I would give the award to J.J. Watt. But that is a song for another time. As we're going to see how it plays out as time goes on here in the league. We we will we shall see. So, we got JJ, Willie Gay, Tyron, and I would probably say Grant Deppler right now is the little. Yeah, Grant Deppler's had a phenomenal season, too. Shout out to Vitty, man. Great job with that. That's Grant for sure. Double. The development is definitely coming into full right here. But on the next one. For buy and sell, I actually wanted to touch on the guys that aren't getting any love right now between the podcast and the league in itself. Ooh, man, I got, I'm itching to say something <laughs> right <here. laughs> Me and you both. We are going to touch on the teams that are under 500. Are we buying or selling a team in the AFC that is under 500 currently? Getting into the playoffs, and keep in mind that there is an extra wild card spot up for grabs with the new playoff format in the NFL. Absolutely. Well, there's only going to be one spot
0: left, because I'm going to make the playoffs. I'm calling that right now. I don't know if I'm winning the division, but me and Houston are both going to make the playoffs. The Bengals are going to win his division. Miami's going to win his division. And then you have the AFC West with the Chiefs. The Chiefs yes. are going that division. So you're gonna have one spot for sure. I I I'm not gonna buy I'm gonna buy okay, listen, I'm gonna buy two teams right now. Not like obviously both can't make it. But I'm gonna say the two teams are gonna push for that spot the most, I think the Las Vegas Raiders have found an identity, a big win over the Bucks. Mm-hmm. Huge win for that franchise. I think it's their second or third win of the year. I think they found their identity controlling the ball, running the rock with Josh Jacobs, you know adjusting your steam playing good defense. I think they might get a little roll here. I think their schedule kind of favors them a little bit, and I think they might get on a roll and squeeze into that playoffs. But the big story, man, fully loaded crew in the Baltimore Ravens, man. Let's talk You have You have the Baltimore Ravens. It was just start naming them off. Lamar Jackson, Mark Ingram, J.K. Dobbins, Hollywood Brown, Martin mm-hmm. Andrews, great mm-hmm. off of the line, Calais mm-hmm. Campbell, Marlon Humphrey, yep. Patrick yep. Queen. You lost Earl Thomas, but it don't matter. Your secondary is already stopped. I mean, I can go on and on. Just... You have too much talent to be sitting at two and five right now. You're about to be two and six, and I'm going to I'm give you an ooh. L. No offense. Um, ooh, I'm just playing, now. It'll, It'll be a fun game. We'll see what happens, though. No, I do that talent wise. It might, it might give you the dub that game. We'll see if my culture still struggling. But hey, we'll see what happens. Anyway, I believe the Baltimore Ravens can make a push for that final wildcard spot. But you got to start winning now, man. You got you to start with it because there's no excuse with all that talent to be sitting at the record you are right now. Get your ass in gear and get your ass to the playoffs, man. No disrespect to you, great user, but it, it, you got to make something shake, man. You got to get your butt behind the playoffs. And I'm buying the
1: Baltimore Ravens to make a push for the final wildcard spot. In the AFC playoff. Race. I actually am going to go 100% full frontal with the buy on this because, as of right now, as of today, you know, considering that we just advanced to Week uh, Nine, I believe. If I'm mistaken. Yes. Um, currently, the playoff standings goes as follows: You have Texans holding down the one seed at six and one. You have the Chiefs at six and two, holding down the two seed. The Bengals holding down the three seed at six and two as well. And then holding down the fourth division leader spot, you're going to be left with, I do believe, the yes, Dolphins the teams. Dolphins at five and three. And then you, then, you know, it obviously cuts off to the wildcard teams, which you have yourself at five and two with the Colts. You got the, the uh, I'm sorry, the Steelers at five and two. And then right now, currently holding down that wildcard spot, you have the four and three Patriots. So there's definitely room there for these three and four teams to make the leap and three and five, two and five, whatever to make the leap and get themselves into that playoff race. However, there's got to be wins piling up right now because you can't be banking on other guys to get the job done for you.
0: Absolutely. Put yourself in position to make the playoffs. Don't hope don't let other
1: people help you. You gotta make your own you gotta make your own. Exactly. But speaking on fully loaded crew, and what I will say, knowing Marge as a man and as a user, I damn well know that man wants to make the playoffs, especially having his money on the line in this league. I really do think that there is room for the Ravens to make a little push here in the middle part of the schedule to assert themselves back into that playoff push because, you know, as, I mean, of course as it's known, you know, they struggled coming out the gate. You know, you lost to the Browns, who are right, right there in the mix as well. You know, you lost to the Texans, who are the number one seed in the AFC as of right now. You lost to the Chiefs, who are the number two seed in the AFC right now.
0: He's losing a good team. Now he's getting blown out by yeah. bad teams.
1: Yeah, and then, you know, you know, he strung off two wins back to back against, you know, the football team as well as which is really a really big win against the Bengals and um, what could potentially decide the division depending on how many wins he can string off and then of course we yeah, exactly and then he you know capped it off you know here recently going into the bye week with the two losses the Eagles and Steelers but then if you really take a deep dive and you take a look at what he's got stacked up in front of him he has of course the game against you you just now guaranteed a win, but we're gonna see how it plans out. We're gonna see how it plays out, and then goes as Charles Barkley would say, "Guarantee," I, which means I will probably lose after saying that. I but. Guarantee, and here comes here comes Ernie right now, busting through the door with his notepad. Absolutely, the Los Angeles Clippers right now are hating Charles Barkley. <laughs> hey man, them them and the Trailblazers both. But, you know, of course he's got you. But then, you know, the big game that's going to really determine things, he has a game at New England against the team that currently holds that seventh wild card spot. And if he can get the job done a right big game. there, which I means essentially for him, that more than likely right there would be an elimination game. But after that, you know, he plays the Titans, who is also ahead of him in the standings currently. Then he also gets into the meat and potatoes of the schedule as far as playing within the division goes because of the last through weeks 12 all the way through 17 he has three division games against pittsburgh cleveland and cincy to end the year so there's real potential for the ravens to get back in the mix now i'm not saying that they could run the table but i do think with the talent they have on that team there is room for opportunity i really don't think it's far-fetched i mean considering right now he's sitting at two and five I really don't think it's far fetched to say March, go ten and six or go nine and seven and end off the year and get that seventh wild card spot. It's not out of Absolutely. the realm of possibility. And possibly maybe eight and eight might get you that too, depending on the depending on, on the how, team. yeah, exactly. Depending on how, how much the other teams beat each other up.
0: <laughs> I'm buying the Ravens, man. I think I think they're gonna do it. I think they have the potential to get to
1: the wild card. Get to I the agree. promised land. To the playoffs, man! It's fun. Yeah, it's real fun. It's a damn good time. Ten out of ten. Absolutely. Highly would recommend it. But man, so that right there concludes all my buyer sales. I know. I believe you had one for one or two for me as well. Um, so I'm going to let you take the floor on the buyer selling. I actually, I have one more. <laughs> all right, lay it on me.
0: Are you? Buying. Or sorry, let, me, let me let me get my words. Okay. You. Okay.
1: Right,
0: just give me one second. Are you buying or selling? Aaron Rodgers for the Mad Hatter himself, having a fantastic second half of the season and winning an NFC Offensive Player of the Year. Be fine or something like that. He has the weapons, man. He he really does. Hmm.
1: You know the thing with a rod is, and knowing how John likes to play, is that I don't necessarily know if the attempts are there with the passing. Now efficiency is one thing. Aaron Rodgers is always going to be efficient. I mean, for God's sake, he's Aaron F. and Rodgers. Yeah, but as far as the attempts go, and having the volume enough to put up the stats to win an award like that, I don't necessarily see. The potential for Rodgers to do it now, is it out of the realm of possibility? I don't personally think so, but then again, it could, you know, change, especially if he throws up like a 400, yard passing day, and then just starts stringing off wins left, right, down, and center. But personally, I don't think so. I think if we're looking at favorites for the NFC, Offensive Player of the Year. I think I gotta go look at them Giants and take a nice long look at all Saquon Barkley over there. He's put, oh Saquon, oh Saquads. I mean, he really is. Yeah. A hell Yeah. Of no, here, oh huh? yeah. That's for sure. I mean, he's averaging over 130 yards per game. Well over a thousand yards rushing. I- it's clear that uh, the Giants are focusing their offense
0: <laughs> around Saquon and saying keep the ball to Daniel Jones as much as possible and keep the of other offense. offense off the field by
1: running the ball as much as possible. Yeah, I mean That's for sure, and I can't say that I blame him. To this point, it seems like it's working. Absolutely.
0: So you know what? I'm going to just go ahead and piggyback off what you said. I'm going to go ahead and ask you a uh, the same question. Is there any... NFC team that's under five hundred right now as we speak. <coughs> yeah. Excuse me. That can possibly make that final seventh seed. All right. So looking at the standings right now in the NFC, because I, mean, I know you have three teams that gonna make the uh, playoffs in the NFC South, and at least and probably three for the damn yeah. NFC West.
1: Yeah. So I mean, as of as of right now, you know, you've got the Saints at seven and They are... Your consensus number one seed, you know, whatever. Then you also got the Rams holding down the number two at seven and one. Of course, you got Dallas at six and two. And then that leaves what I believe to be the Bears at four and four, holding down the NFC North spot for the divisionals. And then you jump into the wild card. You got myself at seven and one. You got the Buccaneers at six and two. And then you also have the Cardinals at five and two. And that takes up all three of your wild card spots. However,
0: but the Bears being four and four, man, can we see a possible
1: division uh east running of the Bears? That is actually what I was about to touch base on, is you got kind of kind of got me in the trance right there. Even though I will say that they're the team to watch and and, and the whole gist of things here. At five-two and one is the 49ers. That tie could become very important in terms of potentially getting the tiebreaker over either the Cardinals or the Buccaneers, or you know who, whoever to get that final wild card spot. Hell, even even myself, you know, I gotta be wary of that tie lingering and potentially jumping, you know, my Falcons or you know the Bucks. And you know, I mean, really, the the 49ers could jumble up the seeding right there. However, I think I do i trust chicago to win the north right now at four and four because right now that nfc north is a hot mess of a division right now you have the bears at four and four the packers at three and four the vikings at three and four and the lions rallying it all up at two and five so i don't know i mean if you look at the point differential for each of those teams, the Vikings are by far the favorite, considering that they have more points for but points against, but they're just not translating to wins. So it's kind of odd to see, you know, the Bears having a negative points for poor against. And same for the Packers and Lions, but yet the Vikings are struggling at three and four just to get wins off of all the points that's going. But, you know, actually, I'm going to go ahead and say I think the Minnesota Vikings take that division currently at three and four jump the Bears before season's end and take home the division crown. The cold take the
0: last one of the night. The Minnesota Vikings jumping
1: the Chicago Bears. Yep, I mean, that offense is too potent. I mean, you know, like y'all said, I think it was two podcasts ago when Kirk Cousins was leading the league in passing. He was third. third. Third in the league in passing. Still. I mean, still, to do that with Captain Kirk and all them receivers, and I actually got the chance to play him. He does, man. I mean, he he has an offense that's good enough to compete in an NFC, um, you know, wild card round or divisional round, depending on however far he goes in the playoffs. But, yeah, I mean, the offense there. The defense definitely needs some fine tooling to get back right, you know, to Minnesota standards because, you know, normally those Mike Zimmer teams are always coached up to a tee defensively. But I do think that there is space to get in over Mitch Trubisky and the Bears.
0: know I'm going to 100% agree with you. I am buying the Minnesota Vikings on jumping that division and taking home the king of the north, as we like to call it. King of
1: the north and making the playoffs. I got to agree, man. I got to agree 100%. The Vikings are looking mighty champion right now, especially with that offense. The Zim,
0: the Zim Reapers the, the defense got to right okay. though the Zim Reapers, sure, the you defense got to right. tighten
1: up here in the final in the final stretch of the season absolutely cannot agree more with that being said man that is all my buy and sell I don't know if you have anything more for me I I've ran out of all my tips and tricks for the night and all my cold takes I think I've got them all out of me for the most part yeah.
0: absolutely man this has been an absolute blast when y'all listen to this podcast man just another thing too ain't nothing personal bro we Love everybody. On oh, there. love, oh, it, we're yeah. having some fun. We're, we're, we're yeah, absolutely. That's all love, but we, we're spitting cold hard facts, man. On this podcast, we're spitting cold hard truth, man. we we just telling our opinions, man. We're telling we're telling everybody how we feel, so don't take no offense to it. And if you don't like what we're saying, man, prove us wrong, make us do better. Don't let us be right, because you, then you'll hear it. 1 800,
1: <laughs> do better, absolutely. <laughs>
0: 123 One, Cancun. Three, Cancun. <laughs> Cancun Absolutely, man. So, hey, Jack, man, it's been a blast. I've had a hell of a time, man. I really appreciate you coming on, me doing these couple of segments. I'm to have you on again for yeah, this time. And uh, this, this has been a lot of fun, man. And I hope everybody thoroughly enjoys this podcast. This is definitely like what we haven't done before. So, y'all listen to it, enjoy it, share it, like it. Let everybody listen to it. If you're somebody who leads, post it in that chat too. Let them listen to it too, man. This is a lot of fun. Jats, again, thank you. I really Yes, sir. Yes, it. sir. It's been
1: a pleasure. Rise up, baby. We're gonna try to get that number one seed at Rams. We coming.
0: Oh, so ooh, I like to hear it, man. Until next time, y'all. You know who it is. Eagle Boy 3620 and Jats in the box saying we out. Everybody have a good night.
1: Yes, Peace. Sir, we out. Peace.